welcome to the Global Band Room, a podcast that brings you stories, news and great guests from across the world of wind, brass and marching band. My name is Keith Kelly and I'm a band director and musician from the west coast of Ireland. Each episode I sit down with band musicians and directors from across the world to talk about their stories, their bands, the lessons they've been given and the lessons that they give and how they're making an impact on their bands and communities. Before we start, you can find out more about the podcast and the people and stories that we feature over at bandsofireland.com forward slash the global band room. And you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at the global band room. And now on with the show. Welcome back to the Global Band Room. My name is Keith Kelly and later on this episode I'll be interviewing my friend and colleague Oisín Malloy, chairman of the Irish Marching Bands Association. Uh, Oisín is also the director of the Invermore Performance Ensemble from Arklow in Ireland and incidentally actually his his drum corps were the first group to actually, first Irish group to go to DCI finals back in 2019. So a really interesting interview and that's coming up a little bit later. So for the foreseeable future, the podcast is going to be released on a Monday, Wednesday and Friday. Uh, Now, if you're interested in following the live stream, which uh, if you didn't know about the live stream, it happens over on the Facebook page uh, at the Global Band Room. uh, And that that also gets streamed into the Facebook group then as well, which is, again, the Global Band Room. Um, You can find that live stream most Mondays and Wednesdays. Um, Not every Monday and Wednesday, it really depends on when the guest is available but a notification will be put in to the group and onto the page uh, well in advance so that you can follow those live streams and maybe ask questions and inter- interact um, so head over to facebook like the page at the global band room and the group the global band room as well now at the time of recording this we are just 48 hours away from the premiere of ireland's call which is the virtual band program that bands of ireland ran uh, over the last month uh, now it's getting a huge premiere here in ireland it's going to be on the late late show and for anyone that isn't aware of what the late late show is, is here in ireland it's actually the the world's longest running chat show uh, and it's a bit of a cultural phenomenon here in ireland it gets uh, a huge audience and uh, has a lot of people that that love it has a lot of people that hate it but it you know it, people turn out to watch it all the same and we're really looking forward to um being getting a, a platform for all of the musicians that took part in that community music is at the heart of uh, banding here in ireland and uh, there's no better platform for a premiere like that um than than the late late show so if you're in ireland you can watch that uh, at nine o'clock on friday night on rte1 and if you're not based here in ireland and uh, we'll be releasing the video uh, simultaneously on Facebook then as well, on the Bands of Ireland page and also on the Sing Ireland page then as well. So watch out for that on Friday night. The Lone Star Wind Orchestra, they have released details of their uh, much-awaited project with Julie Giroux, which is the uh, recording of the River Shannon piece that she's after writing, especially for this uh, global crisis that we're going through now at the moment. So, uh, for anyone that doesn't know, the River Shannon is the longest river in Ireland, so there's a special Irish connection there. And she did write it based on a tour that she did to Ireland last year with the Scarsdale High School Wind wind Ensemble from... uh, uh, New York so uh, 
we're certainly really excited about that in Ireland, but it is open to anyone in the world. It's called the Lone Star Global Ensemble, and it's in uh, association with the Lone Star Youth Wins then as well. So if you're interested in finding out more about that, recording yourself playing River Shannon and taking part in that global ensemble, head over to www.lswo.com and you can find out more information about that. The submissions have to be in by May 4th, and it's intended to have the global premiere of that by may 8th so the whole thing will be produced pretty quickly um so really looking forward to that head over to lswo.com now last up for today and any marching arts fans out there that are listening to this because we have oshin malloy on the podcast might be really interested in the in the in this particular project with the drum corps international season for 2020 being cancelled uh, a number of uh, people have come together to form what they're calling the virtual drum and bugle, bugle corps and they are currently accepting uh, people to audition for that so you can head over to our website bandsofireland.com forward slash the global band room to our show notes and you can get the link to go and download your audition packet and uh, audition before june 1st if you're accepted into it you'll be asked to uh, learn the music that they're sending out as well as doing a little bit of visual work then as well you'll get all of the details on their indiegogo page again the link is in the show notes it looks really interesting and really nice that it has this visual aspect as well um and it is open for guard members then as well so something for uh, color guard to do too if anyone has any virtual band projects, virtual drum corps projects that they would like to talk about here on the podcast, they'd l- that they would like me to uh, include in the news section, or if you'd like to be interviewed on the podcast and let me know a little bit more about the work that you're doing during this global crisis, do email me at keith at bandsofireland.com and uh, we would love to find out more about your project. So with all of the news for today out of the way, let's head over to the interview with Ushin Malloy, chairman of the Irish Marching Bands Association. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Global Band Room. Uh, every evening I have been uh, delighted to welcome band members from around the world and band directors and musicians. And this evening I'm delighted to be welcoming one of my colleagues uh, from the Irish Marching Bands Association. Uh, in fact, it's the chairman of the Irish Marching Bands Association, Oshin Malloy. Oshin, uh, how are you? How are you doing? I'm very well, Keith. Thank you very much for having me on. It's a pleasure I'm to be del- here. Delighted. Um, how is... Um, how is isolation down in Arklo? Isolation is going very well so far. Going very well. I am. It'd be wrong if I'd be lying if I told you now I wasn't enjoying it somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably one of the only people to say that, but I uh, I don't know if anyone had have had have told me this time last year that we're going to have a a shutdown next year and everyone can have a couple of months off where nobody goes anywhere. Um, I just wouldn't have believed it. It's it's really crazy, isn't it? It's it's yeah, it's just nuts. But uh, you're, yeah, you're, look, you're probably the same we're, as myself. We're 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 both out so much and kind of yeah. uh, both so busy the whole time. This has yeah. in in a way been a very welcome break. Yeah, absolutely. It's a nice it's a nice break. I mean, when when are we ever going to get kind of <laughs> two or three months holidays again in our life? You know, so it's a take it for what it is. Make the best of it, and let's just hope everyone comes out the other end, and we're all good, and we'll carry on with life as normal. Then, yeah, no, and I mean, I, I think the impact for us uh, as marching band people, and we'll touch on this later on too. I think the impact for us will probably felt, be felt more over the summer when we realize our, our our sort of the activity that we love so much isn't actually happening. 
so uh, I think that impact is yet to come. But listen, Ushin, for anyone that hasn't met you before, and many of the people that were at um, DCI finals would have seen you last last year because they, you uh, brought over the very first ever Irish drum corps to march at DCI finals. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they may remember you and the and the Invermore performance and so on from that. But for anyone that hasn't met you before, um, tell me a little bit about your your background in the band world and in the drum corps world and then in the marching arts generally. Yeah, sure. So it goes back to uh, 1992. Um, I, I didn't have any interest, or particularly in, in music growing up, up until I was about uh, 10 or 11 years old. Um, a local marching band started up in the town, probably the same way as most people get into community bands. Um, a couple of friends joined it. That was the Invermore Marchers at the time, um, which was the former name of Invermore Performance Ensemble. Mm-hmm. Um, so I joined that uh, band. Invermore when... as well, Oshin. Just for anyone yep. that doesn't know, Invermore is is an Irish Irish for what? In Invermore is it's the Irish name for Arklow, which is the town where we're from in County Wicklow. Mm-hmm. Um, technically, it's Irish for wide estuary or wide river. Um, Arklow sits on a, on a on a bay, so mm-hmm. um, that's the technical translation. But it's it's on Invermore is Irish for Arklow, yeah. Cool. So I, I was asked that question so many times. <laughs> that, that's, last year. that's why I'm asking. I'm kind of anticipating the question before anyone sitting at home asking. Yeah, the, the two most common questions I was asked. I, I mean, I was I was expecting a lot of questions in the States last year, but the two most common questions I was asked tenfold were, uh, what is Invermore? What does it mean? How do you say mm-hmm. it? And how do you say your name? Uh, my name was just... Uh, a minefield to a lot I of seen. people over there. What I'm, I'm kind of used to. Ozine, yeah, or Wazine, or yeah, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, Invermore is where I started, and I'm still there all these years later. Um, so I started out as a, a drummer in the band. It was a very small community marching band at the time. Um, played in the drum section for about a year, and I always had my eye on the other side of the hall, which was the, the brass <laughs> section. So I moved over there, um, and I'm, I'm there ever since. So I, I performed in the band right up to um, 1999 was our last big year with the former band. Um, I then moved to France for a year, and when I came back, that was part of my college education. When I came back and finished college, um, we started the band back up again. Um, with a French fresh bunch of kids and uh, we're still there ever since. So and it's gone stronger and stronger every year. So and it's a good it's a good town for 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 brass music too, isn't it? I mean the, the, a, yeah. the, the Arclo Silver band is uh yeah, is, absolutely. has been over the years one of the top brass bands in the country too. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean for a, a, a small rural town, well we're a town of about I think 13, 14,000 people. Um, but it's a rich history in mm-hmm. banding and even in, even in marching bands, um, a lot of the marching band world would remember the 4th of July Carnival, the Yankee Doodle Carnival, which always happened in Arklow through the late 80s and 90s. At one stage, there was four marching bands in Arklow, um, plus an wow. award-winning concert band and an award-winning pipe band. So, I didn't know um, about the concert band, actually. Yeah, yeah. So we've... Uh, it's. Um, it's a, it's a good history of, of music in Arklow, yeah. Yeah, it really is. Um, and and yeah. how, how long has Invermore sort of fo- been focused on the drum corps side of things now? Yeah, so we moved... Um, oh, i get my dates right now. This would have been great if we had a, a 
say the questions that I could have got ready. Yeah, no, the, 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 the spontaneity is gone. Then you see, we we went on 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 the phone together at. Uh, <laughs> 8.59 and 30 seconds. So we had a 30 second prep for the um, So yeah, back to your question. Um, Invermore moved. We, well, from the early 90s, we always done the kind of show band style um, shows on the field, competing in IMBA and a couple of shows in the UK as well. In 1997, we switched um, to drum corps. Okay. Um, at a time we were using, I heard John Phillips, it was a great interview last night with John Phillips, great guy. Um, he was talking about the G bugles and, and the valveless bugles and all that. So um, we still had a bit of that going on in the late 90s. Um, we, we weren't a very rich organization, so we took what we could get. And <laughs> uh, we got a large batch of, I think, third or fourth hand G bugles, all the cases were marked with Santa Clara Vanguard, but I think they had been through about 10 <laughs> bands in the UK before they got to Ireland. Um, so we worked on G bugles for a couple of years, and yeah, we had the two valve um, trumpets and the piston uh, rotary rotary valve mellophones and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that was the kind of start of the drum corps end of it, which was where the love always was um, for most of us. Um, Later on in years, when, when we started the band back up with a fresh batch of kids, we reintroduced woodwind and frontline orchestral percussion and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'd say about, God, 2012, I think I could stand corrected on this, 2011, 2012, we switched Invermore back to full drum course style. So. Okay. Um, but I mean, there's... There's very little to define now. I think it's not as black and white as it was years ago. You know, when, when drum corps was very much brass and drums and, right. and color guard. Even at being at DCI last year, I mean, the the creativity on the field now is just phenomenal. And the, the open instrumentation has added so much to it as well. So, I mean, um, you, you would have heard John last night talking quite a bit about the choreography. And I mean, I remember actually yeah. when he mentioned when he mentioned that, I remember sitting with you watching the semi-final rehearsal uh, for mm. Santa Clara Vanguard when we had been chatting with Mark Nichols uh, that day. And um, I remember just that being a topic of conversation between the two of us saying, man, the choreography is where we really need to start taking a step up. Yeah, uh, over absolutely. Here. Yeah. yeah. We, we had a good chat with... Um, we had a, a, a funny story actually we, when we checked into our hotel in indianapolis the receptionist um was a color guard member of oh man i won't even mention the because i'll probably get it wrong she no can't remember what course i think it was phantom regiment if i if i'm yeah. correct uh but she actually came out to our rehearsal site and um, she's done a bit of work with with the band and with the color guard, but we we're chatting with her after, and we have a couple of kids who are um, looking to do DCI in the next couple of years. So we we're getting some advice, and one strong bit of advice that everyone gave: we had brass instructors, percussion instructors, and color guard instructors, and they all said, uh, "Be top of your game on your instrument and get a dance class." 
before you come yeah. out here because it's it's just a different world now, isn't it? It's fabulous. It's well, one of the things that um, for anyone that's not not aware, I, I have a, a young band that's starting on its uh, journey towards being involved with IMBA events here in Ireland. Um, they're sort of aged between seven and ten years of age in Baton and Slow, Baton and Slow Town. Band. One of the things that actually just before all of this kicked off is I've partnered up with one of the local dance companies in in Baton Slow uh, milkshake dancing ensemble. Cool, man. Uh, some of the kids, yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. and they're cool. Like it's hip hop dancing, you know. And yeah. uh, there's actually quite a few kids that are a crossover between both. You know, they're already in the band anyway. Um, and rather than having her coming along, just bringing her kids, plugging them in, and kind of making a ready-made color guard, which is one of the things that we could have done. Um, what I've actually asked is that we actually teach the kids how to dance just as much uh, like the band kids dance, because that's I think that's the one thing that that that, that, that I really took from yeah. last year, watching the rehearsals with you last year, was um, it's not just the color guard dancing. No, <laughs> you know, it really isn't. It's, it's a different world now, yeah, and all for the better. I mean, it's it's, it's fabulous. Long I mean, I continue, it. you know. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely love it. And I, we're, I all, we're all going to miss it so much this year, I think, aren't we? Man. I just actually, the conversation with John Phillips kind of uh, went to the bone last night a little bit when he was talking about how great the activity is and how much he loves it and um, thinking about how much I was going to, to, to miss it this year. And like I'm, compared to yourself, like a very, like a relative newcomer to the, to the whole activity. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a strange year. So tell me, um, so you you kind of went through the ranks and 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 went, did the, did the hard slog through the through the band and kind of helped build the band back up yourself. And then um, in recent years, you um, went onto the IMBA, the Irish Marching Band Association Council, and found yourself chairing it recently. Then as well, uh, for anyone that's not yeah. aware, and I mean, there's quite probably quite a few Irish people that listen that are involved in the concert or brass band world that don't really know much. They think they know what the IMBA is, but maybe they're not too sure. Yeah. Um, so for anyone outside of the IMBA circle, uh, tell, tell me a bit, little bit about the IMBA. Yeah, so I mean, funny, we only had this conversation recently. IMBA stands for Irish Marching Band Association. It's not exactly what it says on the tin. We, we do represent marching bands primarily. That's what we do. But I mean, we do a lot of stuff. Um, like we have a big focus now on indoor competitions. Um, we run a very successful Winter Guard competition back in... <coughs> February. So basically what the IMBA do is we promote anything in Ireland to do with the marching arts, essentially. Um, so be it mar traditional marching band, kind of American style marching band, drum corps style bands, uh, winter guards, indoor percussions. Um, and we've we've run a lot of solo and ensemble competitions over the years as well. So anything that's linked to the marching arts, effectively, we we represent. So. Right. And, and, and sort of um, how many, because many, obviously people think of Ireland, actually, particularly if they're international people, they think of Ireland, they think of bands, bands obviously march quite a bit because of St. Mm. Patrick's Day and they, 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 they associate sort of marching with St. Patrick's Day. But actually the IMBA has a real focus towards that show band and drum corps style marching and that, mm. that's not really associated with Ireland so much. Um, mm. But the bands that are that are doing it are, are quite good at it, and um, there's a lot of experience there. A lot of people that have uh, gone over to play, uh, and a lot of groups that have gone over to perform in, 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 at DCE finals, and uh, then yourselves going over to DCI finals, and, and musicians yeah. um, that have gone on to do very well in some of the top top drum corps then as well over in the US. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a fabulous history of, of marching bands here in Ireland, like. 
when you get into the you've got bands like say Invermore is my own group and then we have Vikings too two very kind of drum corps orientated bands then we have the oldest marching band in Ireland is the Mullingar Town Band fabulous band in Westmead I think they're 100 and Kim will kill me now if I get this wrong 140 years I think they celebrated last year I mean that's a deep tradition and then we've the largest marching band in the country is Clondalk and Ute Band of course Vincent Dolan's crew and just a tremendous marching band that that would be on par with any you know really good high school band in the States you know you've seen them you know them well Keith um, and we've got all these kind of bands around the country, um, but we always get that when we go away, particularly in the States last year, um, the amount of people not, not being critical, being very, very positive and supportive that said, we didn't know you did this mm-hmm. in Ireland, you know. Um, so it's great that the word is getting out. And I love the work you're doing with the, I love this global band room idea and, and the bands of Ireland promoting all the community bands because there's so many bands in Ireland, every town and village in Ireland has some form of band, be it a brass band, a pipe band. Our, our, musicians band are, our musicians are very modest, I think. And uh, anyone that knows me well knows that that's probably yeah. not my qualities. Um, yeah. so it, it, it's funny. You know, it's, yeah, I agree with you. We're modest when we, when we talk about it to other people but when we get out on the field we're the furthest thing from right. modest we you know so yeah yeah absolutely but, but, but we, yeah, we need to be out there singing our own praises i think a little bit more absolutely, and i think we've yeah. we've you know we, we we've kind of been amiss with that in recent years and even mm. just advocating for our activity and um, yeah. i think some other arts organizations in the country have been far better at doing that and so when the small pot of money becomes available um we're not the first to be considered for it because we haven't been out advocating for ourselves maybe 100 agree yeah. yeah i mean i mean the work that goes on you know yourself kid you you've been around it as, as long as any of us the work that goes on in, in the band rooms around the country not just with imba bands of course but with the bands around the country it's on par with any of the any of the arts you know um yeah. But yeah, we need to talk about it more. We need to promote it as much as we can. You know, I'm pretty sure, um, and you know, of course, there's going to be someone that was is going to contradict me in the in the comments, probably. Is there anyone watching this, by the way? There's 27 <laughs> people watching. Uh, How many? 27 people watching. Wow. Yeah. I feel like I'm um, doing a gig. <laughs> no, no one's yet. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure that. Um, if you ask any of the professional brass or woodwinds or percussion players in any of the army bands, guard bands, professional orchestras, it's most likely that they started off in their community band. Now, they may eventually have gone off and got lessons in the Royal Irish Academy or the Cork School of Music or DIT or something, um, but they probably started off in their community band. And yet, we don't seem, the community band um, family doesn't seem to get the support that we probably should have. And, and maybe that's because we're not advocating for ourselves, you know. Yeah. Um, but um, There's a great project actually in, in the States. This might be an idea for you now with, with Bands of Ireland or the Global Band Room. You're, you're good at this stuff. There was a great project in the States uh, a couple of years back. I don't know if it was DCI or Bands of America or someone done this and they, they picked out and there's a huge amount of superstars, you know, like mm-hmm. Oscar-winning actors and Grammy Award-winning singers and musicians, but people like Beyonce and all these people. And they listed off all these people and the bands that they started in, and they all started in their kind of local yeah. high school march and band, and some of them marched DCI and bands of American. All might be an interesting project for you, Keith. 
You know, like, I mean, just the, the band that I was in, Artane, I mean, Larry Mullen, the drummer from U2, was Artane, started, started drums there. Emer Noon, um, of recent fame this year, first female conductor at the uh, Oscars um, this mm. year, uh, and, and composer of music for World of Warcraft and some of the top video games. Um, she started off in the band The Slow Town Band, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. So, I mean, there's just been amazing musicians all over the, the country have come advance and yeah i think we need to do a better job of, 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 yeah. of letting people know that you know yeah. but tell me pushing for for any any irish particularly irish directors or musicians around the country that are part of their band and they do go out in march maybe on saint patrick's day they panic 24 hours beforehand <laughs> go out in march and saint patrick's day and day and then say to themselves man next year we need to be more prepared for that and then yeah, yeah. inevitably the cycle starts again. In there. Um, yeah, <laughs> look, I have to. Yeah. Um, I mean, for anyone, just to go on a tangent here for a second, if Brendan Hoy is watching, he'll know for know for a fact, when I was with the director of the Clara Town Band for 10 years, um, he came over to me, you know, every single year to try and convince me to get involved with the IMBA. And I just kind of thought to myself, look, it's not for me. And, mm. and, and, Oh, man, I, I I so regret not getting getting involved in that in in that whole activity and and, and community sooner. Um, so if you had to talk to Keith Kelly when he was twenty one with the Clara Town Band, thinking that this activity wasn't for him, what would you? How would you? How would you talk to a director to say, look, this might be something that you might want to try out this sort of activity? I'd say Keith, get a real job, run a mile. <laughs> 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 only joking only joking of course um, that's why you're not the PRO for the INBA yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah I get, my son actually Connor had a t-shirt on him yesterday and I wish I could quote it now it was a, he got it in the States last year and said drum corps for, oh god it's not how do I say this he's probably watching in the house he could shout it out to me I think it was uh, for anyone that's in it um, no explanation is needed for anyone who's not in it. No explanation is possible, mm. and it's probably similar for for what we do. I mean, it, it is a niche activity what we do. The, despite there being hundreds of bands around the country, the, the type of stuff we do is a niche activity. The thing I'd say to people, and I always say this to to new groups, and this is not to dismiss any of the groups or the work that to do is. It's not as complex and as hard as you might think it is mm. from the outside looking in. Um, and that that historically has been the fear for new bands joining the IMBA. Now, when we when we were inviting, we went through stages where we were trying to introduce new bands into the association and we were bringing them along to shows and say, check this out. And they might have been looking at Clondalk and New Band or Clomel Blue Hawks, you know, fabulous big huge bands putting on mm. amazing productions through the through the 90s and, and the early 90s and they were kind of going but we don't do any of that stuff the one game changer for us in the, in the last couple of years has been dci's sound sport program right absolutely um, yeah and, and that has just for us it's changed the activity um because it has really stripped everything back to you know we can basically say to any community band in the country we can say to them show us what you do you don't have to fit our mold you don't have to have 60 80 100 people moving around the field doing a fully choreographed show 
you know, you can start with a standstill performance. You'll still get a full professional adjudication. As years progress, you can introduce a little bit of movement if you wish. If you don't want to, you don't have to. A great example of that would be um, we brought in a new group last year, the Leak Slip Community Youth <clears throat> Band. Um, fabulous group of musicians. I went up to Leak Slip to meet them last year. Same type of story. They were nervous about what we can't do what everyone else does. But when I went to see them and I watched them in the rehearsal room for about an hour, and at the end of it, I said to them, you don't do what everyone else does, but you're also doing stuff that nobody else is doing. Mm-hmm. And that was the that was the turning point for them. And they I came like along that. to our shows and, and they were playing traditional instruments and a very different style to everybody else, but they fitted in perfectly. They came back this year and um, they had a bigger band. Um, they had a different selection of music. They were starting to introduce some movement and they had a color guard. You know, so that was within only after seeing two shows, they turned around and they were a completely different band. And I think that's a really good example of how sound sport can be used. Because, look, as much as we all aspire to be the best and and it would be wrong not to, you know, what DCI have in the States is it's a set thing. You know what I mean? It's, It's very different. So I think the sound sport model was ideal countries like us Mm -hmm. that we could introduce the marching arts not just not necessarily drum corps just the marching arts just the the concept of playing music and doing some movement at the same time and what can achieve by doing that um and that's where the sound sport model has really changed things for us um and winter guard as well is is a big thing for us Um, (laughs) with air weather yeah (laughs) yeah absolutely yeah i mean the whole activity is changing. Like we had a we had an event, our first of five events of 2020. Little did we know it will be the last. But uh, 16th of February we had a show in Gormanston, and we had 16 groups competing. You know, so um, it was a fabulous start to the year. It's just a pity we we couldn't <laughs> carry it on. But we'll. I'm I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure from the feedback that I've heard for that event that it, that it's going to be an annualized event, or the, yeah. the, that that's that will be the intention at least anyway. Yeah, um, I mean we we ran our first sanctioned uh, WGUK show, which is Winter Guard United Kingdom. So we're partners with them, and um, so we've very good relationship with with Winter Guard United Kingdom. So we're hoping to make that an annual event. And yeah. like what we said about the bands. Um, <clears throat> It's also an equal opportunity with the Winterguard end of things. If there are dance troops like the, the group that you, what were they called again? Milkshake? Uh, milkshake. 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 Yeah. 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 Uh, it's a great opportunity for, you know, dance troops to come along yeah. and check out Winterguard because it all feeds into the same activity. Absolutely. Um, you know, so, yeah, I mean, we're, we're very positive about, about the future. It's just that it's a pity we've, we've been stopped in our tracks now, but it, I think it will just give everyone an appetite to, to, Every to show to that I've seen that that since since sort of my involvement since since I've been involved with IMBA, every show that I've seen has got bigger and better from the IMBA. Yeah. You know, and at, at a time where it's not easy to make that happen, you know, 
and yeah. the NBA has has really grown and prospered in recent years. And yeah. uh, you know, there's more bands getting involved and trying it out and seeing it out. And, mm. and yeah, I mean, you you kind of have to put some of that down to the sound sport model making it um, achievable for bands. Mm. Um, and what I love about the sound sport model as well, and you know, I've always said this, is the ability to be able to bring it to the audience rather than bringing the audience to the yeah. uh, and um, obviously the the event that we did in People's Park in Limerick last year was an example of that. It doesn't have to be on a football. Um, it doesn't have to be on a football pitch. So, look, I, I would say to anyone around the world, um, and I said this on last night's um, live stream with John Phillips too. Um, if you find yourself in the middle of August, all of a sudden being able to get back with your group, but it's too short to organise that big football stadium event, um, you know, if you're somewhere in the US or somewhere in Europe or somewhere in the UK or Ireland, you know, a sound sport event is pretty easy to put on you only need a, a yeah. short a, a a small space basketball court size or you know maybe a little bit smaller is fine it doesn't actually even have to be perfectly square you know yeah. Yeah. Uh, ideally it should be but um you know put a nice background put it in a, in, in a park where people are willing to kind of come out and see 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 some music for an hour or two and uh where there's um some some food and coffee and drinks and uh, you mm. can have a brilliant event that can be put together fairly quickly um yeah. And give people that wouldn't normally see that sort of um, artistry the opportunity to see what you do. Yeah, and I think what another big benefit of sound sport is the the variety that exists within the same competition. I mean, in years gone by, if we had a big show um, with, a, with with a large number of bands, second part, and they're all doing a, a kind of twelve minute choreographed field show, we love it. The performers love it. The staff love it. The judges love it. The audience, they do love it, but they, maybe they don't understand it as much as right. we might like them to believe they understand it. Mm-hmm. Whereas I've had comments from, you know, parents and kind of friends and families who come to shows and have come to some of the sound sport shows and the variety that exists within the one competition. And people have said that was so interesting and it was so enjoyable to watch. You know, the competition end of it is important to the performers and the people that are trying to get a result but i mean i've always been an advocate of what we do is it's an entertainment entity so it has to entertain and i think sound sport entertains brilliantly you know yeah, yeah no it absolutely does and um so i mean if 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 you're thinking about getting involved in marching outside of just st patrick's day maybe stretching your legs a little bit during the summer you couldn't too. even do that this year um it's definitely worth maybe having a look at doing maybe a sound sport event and and the the other thing i'd say as well is um you know if you're interested in doing this sort of activity i've never found a more supportive community for their own activity within ireland and everybody in the imba supports each other when you go along and when you participate your kids are going to be clapped on they're going to be supported um, and you're going to have a ton of people offering to do clinics and workshops for you very soon as well. I mean, yeah. you know, the, the girls in, in the Tala uh, Marchman in the Vikings have all offered to come over and help uh, build up some uh, colour guard in Slow. And um, I've seen Brendan Hoy and yourself offering the same to other bands around the country then as well. So, you know, don't be afraid to come out and, and ask for, for support and advice. Absolutely. And yeah, absolutely. I mean, the support is all there. Um, and I mean, we get a lot of support. You, you talked earlier about the, how the IMBA has developed over the years and how the shows have gotten better. And about, there's a lot of support coming in kind of for us as well. You know, um, I know it, 
while it's not set up, each of the bands have their own kind of outside influencers, you know, different instructors who might visit once or twice a year. Some of them use writers from overseas. So there's a lot of support coming to us, but I think all of the Irish bands are more than willing to to support any new groups coming in. We've mm. seen it, we've seen it recently with some new bands coming in and be given full batches of uniforms. Uh, you're talking about the girls from Vikings helping out with the with the Winter Guard. I mean, you won't get a better group of people to do it. Yeah. They're fabulous. Um, but like the th- the Irish banding community is very it's very close. You know, mm. now if if you were to talk to me about Say I got involved in 1992. So how many years is that? But 12 or something? Is it? I don't know. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you were to ask me, and then now there are people who who know all this stuff. But if you were to ask me off off the top of your head, you know, say in, in 1998, who who won this or who won that? Who won high brass or who won premier class or who won junior class or whatever? I wouldn't remember, but I could tell you the years that. You know, someone's bus broke down on the side of the road and another band had to come and pick them up or somebody lost an instrument. And we had to borrow a trumpet off somebody on the side of the field or someone something broke. And that's the they're the type of experiences that we yeah. have every single year in, year out. Even at our last show, I won't embarrass yeah. anyone, but we had a disaster at our last show and we had to, uh, <laughs> some of our staff had to rescue a, a truck from the side of the road. But that's they're the kind of experiences, and that's the kind of close relationship that we all have, you know. And they're, they're stories that you'll tell when you meet other band people from uh, the US or Canada or across yeah, Europe, yeah. or they're the sort of stories that you can that that you can tell. And you know, you don't see, you don't really hear people in a bar telling stories about some, uh, you know, uh, uh, result that they got someday. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe some people do, unless, unless they won. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But for the most part, it's it's those stories, though, isn't it? It's yeah, that, it's the experience. I mean, look, yeah. half the friends of my life, I you know, lifelong friends, I've, I've met through bands. I'm sure you're the same, Keith, and everyone that's involved, you know, um, lifelong friends, and the experiences that that the young people and the old people, you know, it's not just it's not mm-hmm. just for kids in Ireland. We don't have an age out policy. Yeah. Um, you can perform in a in a band here until you until you drop, you know. So. It's, <laughs> It was great. It's, I mean, uh, seeing seeing you and your kids uh, in Lucas Oil Stadium last year, you know. Yeah, it was great. I mean, it genuinely, it genuinely choked me up a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It was it was that was a great moment to see that. Yeah. You know, not ma- not many father fathers and sons um, have performed in Lucas Oil Stadium together. Yeah, someone else said that to me as well. Actually, yeah, yeah it was a, it was an interesting. Uh, was I had to, myself and my two sons were on the field actually. Sean and, and yeah, that's right. yeah. it was a it was an interesting... running around with the doing all the proper work yeah 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 <laughs> but our band has always been like that and I think mm. most bands in Ireland be they marching bands drum corps brass bands I think most bands work the same you know if if you're in a if like if there's a kid in a band and he has a brother or sister you know why aren't they in the band you know it's it's, it's very it's much own, like that isn't it you know? my own place now yeah my yeah, own two kids yeah. in the band the chairman's uh, uh kids are in the band too and you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> a family affair definitely a family affair yeah well listen um tell me a little bit about this year so um the impact that the current crisis is after having on the imba and then obviously you're involved in sort of more european activities then as well as the mm. chairman of the imba then you're obviously mm. kind of a voice for ireland in europe um yeah. tell me a little voice. bit about... that sounds like a eurovision song uh, well, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, obviously it's had a huge impact. I mean, we just we couldn't have seen it coming. And I think what we went through with the IMBA was 
pretty much the same as everyone went through, you know, in sports or business or anything in the arts. It was kind of, there was the warning signs, this was coming, this was coming, and we're kind of going, yeah, okay, but that won't affect us, you know, that. And then it was kind of a, a week or two later, it was kind of like, oh, it might affect us. And then a week or two later, it was like, oh, well, there goes that, you know, it just happened so quick. Um, we had Actually, we'd, 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 for a second. Uh, yeah. Francis McNulty says, I hope I'm not classed as one of the old people. <laughs> oh, god, no, Jeez. not at all, Francis. <laughs> and uh, Lorcan Daly says, Ushin, you never had that many people at your gigs, referring to me saying there was 27 people watching in the thinking that earlier. 27 people, it's like a good gig, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, tell you, there's the right pair now, Larkin and Larkin and Francis. Take us, take us, teams there, sitting listening to us. Yeah, Cobias are keeping well, and you are looking gorgeous. The pair of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so, uh, yeah, yeah. The impact on this year, it's obviously it's huge. We had a big year planned. We had um, we started off great. and said we got our first show done, 16th of February. Um, we had 16 groups in competition. Um, we had two. Fabulous color guards over from the UK. We had Alliance and Mayflower. Mm. Um, so it was a great start to the year. We had some new bands on board. We had a, what 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 killed me most and the, the, the bit I'm most kind of disappointed about was we had a lot of cadet bands coming in this year. Um, very young kids going out and doing their first kind of show and they loved it and they were so looking forward to the next one. You know, the, the old fellas like us, you know, we we've done it that many times. We you know. But uh, the little kids were so excited about the season, and I know you had your own uh, group yeah, of bands we were gonna, all come in for the first time. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, so it was a great first show, and then obviously the second show we had to cancel as soon as the restrictions came into place. And then a couple of weeks ago, we looked at everything. We just said, "Look, it just yeah." But apart from anything else, it's it's not so much a case that we're trying to like everyone's kind of sitting in limbo at the moment aren't they kind of right we have to wait till the next announcement yeah. on the 2nd of may and then is there yeah. going to be more restrictions but well, it kind I of got to a meeting with the uh with the our symphonic wind orchestra last night and it's yeah <laughs> we came to every point on the agenda that kind of have to wait until the next uh, yeah. meeting. <laughs> you just have to wait and see yeah absolutely. it was the least productive meeting we've ever had yeah yeah just wait there was less yeah. arguments though yeah absolutely <laughs> but uh, it kind of got to a point with us where it wasn't so much about being allowed like the first show or sorry the second show we weren't allowed to run it based on government restrictions but i mean as, as we discussed last week even if the world opens up again in june which i don't think it will for social mm-hmm. gatherings I, I think it's going to be a slow a slow burner um but even if the world opened up again in june and and miraculously everything could go back to normal it's too late for for bands you know it, anyone who's involved in this game knows how long it takes regardless of movement or choreography even to just put a piece of music together efficiently it, t- it takes work you know and bands can't turn around a, a full production in a couple of weeks so it got to the point where we just had to say it just it just can't happen what we did decide to do was um we announced it there two weeks ago um when when everything does open back up and bands are allowed to go back to, to the rehearsal rooms and and get back to doing what to do best what we're going to do at that point, we're going to come together with all the band directors and, and the IMBA committee. And we're going to say, right, how long would it take each of us to put something together? And we're going to have one show to mark the end of the year. So we don't know if that's going to be September, 
October, November, whatever. It won't be the usual kind of everyone doing a full production, even if even if it's the case that we get all the bands together and we have a big show and a bit of a social gathering, you know, just yeah. to mark the end of a very difficult year, you know, so. I mean, that, that opportunity for everyone to see each other, obviously, because, I mean, obviously these people are missing their own, you know, we, we all talk about missing our own bands quite a bit because we do, you know, we miss the people that are in our bands, but actually the bands are, are missing each other too, you know. Absolutely. Dokken and Mullingar and <clears throat> and Tala, they see them, they see each other so many times throughout the year at different events and so on. They're missing each other too, so I can only imagine what that one big gathering for 2020 will, will actually mean to an awful lot of people. Yeah, yeah. It'll be, it'll be fabulous, a very yeah. special event, yeah. So, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we can get it off the ground yeah. once once all the restrictions are, are lifted. The one the one good thing that's come out of all this, um, the, the virtual projects are are brilliant, aren't they? Yeah. So interesting. There's stuff yeah. going on that probably never would have happened, you know. Um, well, we, like we, the small project was. Well, well, we 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 um we, we I seen the final video and audio for that today. Oh, yeah. uh, just about an hour before the. Um, Is my hair okay? Then? You look fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So so yeah. So some big announcement with 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 that coming very soon, which I you know, can't yeah. say. So sorry that I can't actually say yet, but I, but I, but I can't say say yet. But we're, yeah, it's definitely going to get the platform that it deserves. With I mean, close to a thousand submissions, and um, for it's yeah. I, I, we're a small little island, but it's one, one of the biggest uh, virtual band projects that I've seen. And choir, of course, can't forget the the uh, yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, actually, you had a you had a band. From Invermore uh, take part in one of these virtual drum corps projects. Uh, yeah, um, Abby, my niece, Abby, yeah. she was she was going to be our first member to travel and do a full DCI summer tour, and she she got accepted with Colts, and then everything went to pot. So the the yeah. plug was pulled on that. And thankfully, um, she'll get to do it next year because they're allowing age outs to come back next year and. So oh, she, she, age was her, she? she was an age out jazz, yeah. so this was this was kind of her, her year to do it, you know. Yeah. Um. So thankfully, she'd be back there next year, um, and hopefully a couple more. And I know Vikings had some members who were doing the DCI tour as well, so it was a fortune for them. Um. But yeah, Abby done the Colts done a virtual uh, uh, yeah piece together. It was fabulous. I listened to it yesterday. Yeah, it was really really good. Yeah. Um, there's so much of that going on now. It's great. It's a great idea. It's great to what we can do. You know, I'm, I'm actually kind kind of excited to see what what some of the um cores do over the summer now. Actually, mm. like because you're talking about some of the the top musicians, top technicians, most creative uh, mm. people in the marching arts, um, and now they have no season to work on. So you yeah. can only imagine what those creative minds are going to start coming mm. up with the ideas. I just I I just hope that none of them. Uh, kind of realize what it's like to have a real summer to yourself and <laughs> decide not to come back yeah i don't think that'll happen it's true this is what the world is well we've we've just launched a virtual uh competition case right. yeah, yeah actually that's that's exactly what i was going to come to next um, great so yeah. we literally launched it 10 minutes before we came on air here uh we're going back bringing back the i need competition so solos and ensembles obviously the ensembles will have to be virtual ensembles unless it's like yourself get your family together in the sitting room play a few right. tunes do that um but yeah all the details are on the facebook page so we're we're hoping to get a, a good influx of entries for that even even old fellas like lark and daily can can take part 
<laughs> I have uh, I have Trina Trina's uh, onto the same. What's the story with the matching beards, lads? Uh, so this is this is much yeah. more than uh, than Oshin's one. Put a yeah, lot more. I just, I, just <laughs> I I I have no need to to, to uh, shave or well, I can't get a haircut. I did Joe, brush it before I come on air. And Joe Fitzpatrick <laughs> is saying uh, Johnny Logan Malloy reprising what's another year for the 2020 Eurovision. <laughs> There's an love idea it. there somewhere. Love it, love it. <laughs> Shane Christopher saying, go. myself sounds good. <laughs> Who? Shane Christopher. <laughs> oh, Shane, he's on as well. Jesus, they're all... Must be nothing on the telly, is there? Oh, they've stopped making Coronation Street, of course, haven't they? <laughs> they're all just... They're, all, they're writing down, they're trying to come up with the best uh, the, the best, <laughs> best poems for the night. Um, yeah. So, listen, thanks so much for, for coming on, uh, Oshin. Now, just moments after that, my computer completely froze up on me and the interview stalled. But as you can hear, we just got to the end of it and we were just saying our goodbyes at that moment. So a big thank you to Ushin for coming on to the podcast. If you'd like to find out more about the Irish Marching Bands Association or indeed the Invermore Performance Ensemble, uh, you can contact Ushin at irishmarchingbands at gmail.com. Now, don't forget you can find out more about the podcast and all of the guests and associations that we talk about here over at our website, which is bandsofireland.com forward slash the global band room. And we're really active on Facebook and Instagram at the global band room as well. Thanks for downloading and listening to the episode. If you'd like more episodes like this, you can head over to your podcast app of choice and hit subscribe. So stay safe, stay well, and we'll see you next time back in the band room. Thank you.